Hello and welcome to A Journey to Awareness. Are you ready to take a voyage to the uncharted places within you where you will be guided to ways to heal your wounds, look at your life choices, release your fears, and take control of your future? Stick with me through these podcasts and you will take the most exciting adventure of your life, the journey to you. Let's go. Hello and welcome. I'm Shauna Hoffman. Happy 2021. We made it. We actually made it. 2020 kicked off this podcast and all of the wonders that went along with it. I talked about it in the last episode of 2020, The Gift of Time. I hope you had a chance to listen to it and realize the many gifts that you got in that last crazy year. If you haven't listened to it yet, go for it, because definitely the pendulum is swinging. 2021, a year filled with so many wonders. Today I'm talking about one of my most favorite wonders, animals, pets, and their healing power in our lives. Many of you know that I am a mad, crazy animal lover and rescuer. My social media feed is filled with lost dogs, forlorn cats needing homes, or humans who are searching desperately for their lost animal or on the search for their forever new family member. Four legs, tripod scales, wings. I'm really honored to say that I'm the area coordinator for Southland Collie Rescue, saving all the lassies in Southern California. So, as you can imagine, I have wanted to do this podcast all year. We've all heard this one before. I thought I rescued this dog, but it didn't take long to realize that he was the one that rescued me. We've come into each other's lives to share the love of human to animal and animal to human. Isn't it funny, this thing called owning an animal? Sure, we're responsible for their upkeep, their health, food, medicine, keeping them safe with a comfy place to lay their head at night. But in all truth, their job is much harder. They make us feel loved with no judgment. They calm our hearts when they look in our eyes. They fill our homes with crazy antics, zoomies, upside-down cat sleeping, and hours of modeling for us that we can just take a nap if things get out of hand. They try to understand what we humans want from them when it truly is another language that we're speaking. And mostly, they make us feel worthwhile. Animals don't think about what we look like, or our abilities, or our careers, or how big our yard is. All they care about is how you show them love. I have so many rescue stories I could share of human-saving animal and animal-saving human. I have stories about my clients who've been in the midst of huge loss and the only way out of the sadness was the love of an animal. I have stories of clients stuck at home alone in COVID times whose only companion is that of a cat or a dog. And I know many of you have your own stories of how you saved some amazing animal and how they in turn saved you. And that is what brought me to this podcast today. Okay, let's start here with some medical facts of how animals heal us every day. Let's share a little science. I'm pulling these facts from pets.webmd.com. Let's start with what they say about mood boosts. It only takes a few minutes with a dog or a cat or watching fish swim to feel calmer and less stressed. 
your body actually goes through physical changes in that time that makes a difference in your mood. The level of cortisol, a stress hormone, lowers, and serotonin, a feel-good chemical your body makes, rises. Yep, I know that so often I can be in the midst of a chaotic day, and all of a sudden I catch a glimpse of my cat, Gypsy, all curled up fast asleep. It's like this magnet that makes me want to go over and kiss her. And all of a sudden the chaos slips away for a minute. Or I'm stressed trying to get a podcast finished and my colleague Treasure comes in and starts pawing me for attention. Or is it that she feels my stress and is trying to be there for me? At first, I feel irritated. After all, I'm working. Then all of a sudden, I stop and I look at her and I realize she's not the reason I'm irritated. She is the reason for me to stop for a moment and reflect on what's important in my life, which is hysterical because that is the goal of this podcast, self-reflection and self-awareness. Oh yes, sometimes it takes a pet to remind us of it all. Here's another medical fact, blood pressure. Having a pet can help you manage your blood pressure. In one study of 240 married couples, pet owners had lower blood pressure and lower heart rates during rest than people who didn't have a pet. Another study showed that when children with high blood pressure petted their dog, their numbers improved. Our first collie, Marley, was a rescue dog who ended up being a therapy assist dog. I'm going to share a few stories about him on this episode, but in regards to the medical facts about stress hormones and blood pressure, I thought this one was perfect. One of the places we would go to do pet therapy was to the emergency rooms at the hospital. We were all licensed and cleared with tetanus shots and more to be able to be there. When we first started going, I thought it would be to support the patients. It didn't take me long to realize that it was for the overworked, exhausted nurses and doctors. The minute we arrived, they all would gather around us and start petting Marley. Being with this big furry collie was their moment to breathe, to smile, to take a moment for themselves to collect their wits, to go back to that hard work that they were doing. And when we showed up in the ER, it was like they were getting their own emergency help. One of their survival tools is to shut off their fears and emotions to do the jobs they need to and fast. When Marley would show up, it was a minute where they could allow their emotions to be felt. Many a day, we'd be taken aside by a doctor with tears in their eyes and a big smile of thank you. I was like, don't thank me. Thank Marley, this big, furry lassie come to life. They say that another medical advantage of owning an animal, specifically a dog or a horse, or one that gets you out to exercise, is that they can lower your cholesterol. Again, WebMD. People who have pets tend to have better levels of cholesterol and triglycerides compared to people who don't. Okay, I don't think it's ever stopped me from having all the carbs I love to eat, but having two collies has sure forced me out on some amazing walks. And talk about changing my stress levels, walking in forests or beaches or a park or even down the street has been my life save during these COVID times. Not to mention how many calories I burn off getting up and down to let in and out my barking dogs. I can go on and on about the medical perks to owning a pet. They help your heart. People with cats and dogs may have some heart benefits. In a 20-year study, people who never owned a cat were 40% more likely to die of a heart attack than those who had. 
Another study found that dog owners had a better survival rate after one year after having a heart attack. Maybe it's tied to exercise or lower stress from sharing a life with a pet, but I believe it's because our hearts are fuller with the love of animals. This is true for strokes, too. There's proof that cat owners have less strokes than those who have not owned a cat. For some reason, cats have a calming effect that makes a difference. But let's get to the best parts of having pets in our lives. They heal our souls. They give us unconditional love. They look into our eyes like we are their heroes when we're having rotten days. I love this quote by this American author, John Grogan. Such short little lives our pets have to spend with us, and they spend most of it waiting for us to come home each day. It's amazing how much love and laughter they bring into our lives, and even how much closer we become with each other because of them. You know, when I think of how many friends I've met in my life because of my animals, or are still in my life because of them, it's crazy. One of the things that I've learned in rescue is the power of healing and resilience that animals have. I have witnessed some of the most heartbreaking rescue stories and have seen how with love an animal can heal. I have two stories to share. The first is about Sophie. Sophie came to Mutt Scouts, a rescue I worked with, after living on the streets of Mexico. She was part bulldog and part pit, we think. When she was found, she was sleeping in a pile of garbage. Her body had been horribly abused as a bait dog and a breeder dog. People would take her off the street, breed her, take her pups, then throw her back. Her teeth had been filed down so she couldn't fight back. Her life was so sad that even Dodo did a story about her rescue when Mutt Scout saved her. But on my life, she was one of the sweetest dogs. I had ever had the joy to help find her forever home. Oh, she was definitely a work in progress. She was defensive of other dogs from being on the street or in a fighting ring. But she loved humans. I mean, how does that happen when it was humans that did this to her in the first place? I believe there is an innate quality in animals to trust. And with work, almost any animal can get it back again. It may take time, but it happens. Sophie ended up being adopted by the most loving, huge family. They spent thousands of dollars fixing her teeth and healing her soul. She's loved and, in turn, showers this huge family with so much love back. I believe that we humans have this innate ability to trust, too. Just like so many animals, many of us have been hurt. When I work with clients, I help them to realize that with love and safety, they'll learn to trust again. It's so much of the work that I do. And often the thing that helps a human gain trust again is having an animal in their life that shows them it's okay. Often, this is the tool I assign to help them get past the sadness. Get something to love that shows you how lovable you are. Let me repeat that. Get something to love that shows you how lovable you are. Here's my favorite story about trust. It's again about our first collie, Marley. When we got Marley from Southland Collie Rescue, he'd been neglected and abused. When his owner moved, he left him locked in the backyard alone. Somehow he got out and he wandered the streets for months. He was finally saved when he walked into a shopkeeper's store. 
He was so dreadlocked and filthy, but it was by the length of his nose that she knew he was a collie. So Southland Collie Rescue was called. When we got Marley, he was afraid of any loud noise or or big stick. A baseball bat terrified him, and he refused to go into our backyard for fear he would be locked outside again. But every human he met, he loved. We'd go to the park, and he'd stand there and let ten kids pet him all at once. So, after lots of love, so much help from neighbors and friends to not be afraid of sticks or rakes or sounds, and with kindness and consistency, he flourished. Then one day we knew his path. He was going to be a therapy dog. There is nothing like the soul of a collie for therapy work. Their herding breed instincts are to protect little lambs of the world, and that's what they do with their humans. The show Lassie was not far off from the truth. One day we went to a hidden home for abused women, mothers, and their children. I would always bring a short leash for the kids to walk Marley while I actually had him attached to a longer one as I followed behind. There was the sweetest little three-year-old boy who we met that had been terribly abused by his dad. His mom asked if he could walk Marley. Of course, I said. So we started on a nice gentle walk around the house. After about 10 minutes, the little boy stopped. He kneeled down, he kissed Marley on the head, and he said, I love you, Marley. All of a sudden, the mom grabbed him and started crying. The other women in the place came running over. I had no idea what was going on. Then they told me. Abuse had scared this little boy into silence. He hadn't spoken a word in the four months that they had been there. The first words he spoke were, I love you, Marley. Okay, then I started crying, and I smiled the biggest, broadest smile at Marley ever, and they kept thanking me. Again, I said, don't thank me, thank Marley. You see, the soul of an abused, now-healed dog just started healing the soul of an abused little boy. Okay, I admit that every time I tell that story, I just cry all over again. There's a book by Jennifer Skiff called The Divinity of Dogs, True Stories of Miracles Inspired by Man's Best Friend. In it, she writes this, Dogs, for a reason that can only be described as divine, have the ability to forgive, let go of the past, and live each day joyously. It's something the rest of us strive for. Really, the resilience of animals can teach us so much about life and forgiveness and hope and truly about love. They can drag us out of depression by bringing us that damn ball over and over and over again until we finally just laugh and give in. They curl up with us when we're lonely and make us feel not so lonely anymore. They make us feel wanted and deserving and adored even when we can't find that for ourselves. And when they are sick and we feel so helpless, they teach us what is really important in life. We pray to a God we may have forgotten about for a while. A sip of water or a spoon of food that they eat makes us filled with hope and joy again. And when we lose them to the animal heavens or Rainbow Bridge or wherever else we believe they have gone, they teach us one last lesson. That love is so much deeper than possessions and titles and money and things. And the love of an animal is one of the purest kinds of love you can have. And we give thanks for the precious time we shared. Emmy Lou Harris said this, 
Animals have a much better attitude to life and death than we do. They know when their time has come. We're the ones that suffer when they pass. But it's a healing kind of grief that enables us to deal with our other griefs that are not so easy to grab hold of. Thank you, Emmy Lou Harris. And that's why with time and with our own resilience and in memory of our beloved pet, we choose to do it all over again. Oh, the healing power of animals. For many of my listeners, your life is not conducive to having a pet right now. But if you still crave an animal hit, then volunteer with a rescue, whether it's a dog, cat, horse, wildlife, bird sanctuary, or any animal that steals your heart, try to volunteer. And you don't even have to go be with them. So many rescues need people who are internet savvy or can network dogs or accountants to oversee their spending or, or, or. There are so many animals that need the help of loving humans. And you may find that there are so many humans that need the help of that one very special loving animal. And most importantly, you may find that by giving back to animals, it fills a piece of your soul that you didn't even know was missing. If you need some extra animal-loving hits, grab a book like Cattails or More Cattails by my rescue friend, Jeffany Telson. She's the founder of Rescue Cats in Santa Barbara. Or pick up one of my favorites, The Art of Racing in the Sun by Garth Stein. Then there are classics like Black Beauty and my all-time favorite collie stories ever written by Albert Payson Terhune. He wrote Lad a Dog and so many more. And those were the books that started my passionate love of collies. I will leave you with one of my favorite quotes by Charles Yu. If I could be half the person my dog is, I'd be twice the human I am. Happy New Year, everyone. Remember to be good to yourself, drink lots of water, eat nourishing foods, get lots of sleep, and surround yourself with loving beings. And remember, just remember that those loving beings may have four legs and a tail. Thank you for letting me into your lives this week, and I look forward to popping back in again next week. Thank you for joining me today on the Journey to Awareness podcast. My hope is that you leave this podcast inspired, fired up, and ready to take that next step on the magical journey of self-awareness, and then you come back and join us again. Oh, and if you can do me a quick favor and please leave me a five-star review over on iTunes, I gain so much from reading the reviews and getting feedback from my listeners. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. Be sure to visit me on my Facebook page, Working On Me, and on my website, workingonme.com, for past episodes and insight into the fabulous journey to you.